Hello and welcome to the PC Gamer UK podcast. My name is Samuel Roberts and I'm the Editor-in-Chief of PC Gamer, joined by... Andy Kelly. Hello. First time in a month, Andy. Yes, I'm back yes. on the pod. What have you been doing in the ensuing uh, weeks since you've been on this, uh, this show? Just just the same as you as ever, but somewhere else instead you, of in the office. And wearing uh, pants instead of trousers, I exactly. assume. Yes, okay, good. The home, li- the home office life. I yes. fully embraced it. How are the craft beer places in uh, York? Is that working pretty, out right? Yeah, pretty good. Good selection of breweries. Lots more drunk people though. It's a lot, a lot uh, larrier than Bath. Stag dudes and the like. Yeah. Is there any threat of being mugged? Which is uh, it never happens in Bath. Well, that did happen no. to you in Bath, didn't it? Yeah, it did actually. That was ages ago though. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, it seems pretty safe actually. It's not like the inner city. Well, it's, there you go. It's still a bit quaint and nice so that's good well there's a pc gamers review of york you can go there now yes (laughs) other cities are available um so this week we're going to talk about primarily about one game that andy saw last week uh that is coming out later this year uh wolfenstein 2 is it called wolfenstein 2 yeah yeah wolfenstein 2 the new order the new colossus the new colossus that was called the first one's called the new order oh my god sorry yeah do you know what i had i had had the burger for lunch from the daily and now i'm uh, I'm half asleep it's named Uh, after that poem that part of which is inscribed on the Statue of Liberty that I'm not even going to attempt to quote from that one about, you know, bring, bring us your weary and you're tired. And I am a large lady colossus, one. the yeah. Statue of Liberty. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so yeah, as you can glean from that, it's set in America this time. Mm, yeah. So um, what kind of difference does that bring to it in, in tone, you know? Um, well, it's they've sort of, the the developers are calling the, the vibe Germericana. Okay. And so they've looked at 60s Americana and imagined how the Nazis would pervert it to suit their own, sort of integrate their own cult- German culture and mm-hmm. propaganda. So you've got, you know, um, American diners selling bratwurst and you've got Ku Klux Klan members b- brazenly walking down the street unchallenged because obviously they're down with that whole vibe well i i mean the first one sounds pretty good <laughs> the <laughs> yeah. second one obviously not so much yeah but, so uh, like yeah. yeah and there's a you know uh, one of the levels i played you're just walking down like main street usa the most archetypal american street but it's sort of draped in swastikas and so it's quite a that's cool alternate history thing seeing <clears throat> you know the idyllic vision of america um, as twisted by the Nazis, who would, now control the country. I'd love for them to do a uh, Nazi Disneyland, <laughs> yeah. like what that would look like. Yeah, you know, there might be something like that in it. There's, they've done a lot of mock commercials and game show clips, mm. um, but with a sort of Nazi edge. So it looks like sort of Fallout style chirpy American TV shows, but they've got like, so that instead of Lassie, there's a little girl in Lederhosen who has a robot dog that's one of those big Nazi robot dogs from Wolfenstein that like helps her and stuff. So it's like that, yeah. So I wouldn't be surprised if you go to a theme park that's, yeah, got like some sort of Nazi Mickey Mouse in it or something. I thought that'd be really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Also, if that um, uh, little girl and robot dog thing was an adult swim TV series, people would totally watch that. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe if, yeah. If she wasn't a Nazi. Yeah, that's true. Or maybe even if it was, it was all <laughs> yeah. wacky and ironic about it. Uh, okay, so in terms of how it plays then, like, what, what did you see of the game? Uh, so I played the first level, which is when BJ Blaskowitz wakes... He goes in a coma at the end of the last game. And this is him waking up, and his muscles have all atrophied, and he can't... You know, he's not as much of a beefcake. So you're in a wheelchair for the first level, rolling around in a wheelchair and shooting Nazis with a 
uh, <laughs> machine pistol. Okay. Which sounds rubbish, like a stupid gimmick level that you probably, you know, would hate. But they sort of they've really got nailed the sort of wheelchair, the feel of the wheelchair, the <laughs> momentum of it. It sounds ridiculous, but it's really fun to roll around in. Right. And it's got a sort of creaky momentum to it, where you really do feel that like you're on an old rattly wheelchair. Sort of, you can just roll down stairs and hmm. um, speed towards Nazis and shoot them with a machine pistol. Well, it's not, it's not that much of a surprise because um, I remember the New Order um, as being basically a, a whole game of levels like that. They were kind mm. of like they took they had like one idea like. You fought that, fought that big robot thing in that collapsing building, and then yeah. you know there was the prison level, there was the anti grav level. Like, I, I remember it as a game of like one off, yeah. thematic. And they're definitely doing leaning more into that. Um, the wheelchair thing is is daft but fun, and you, you're on a submarine as well, so there's a, a few sections where you have to um, get up high, so when you can't go up the stairs, so you got to sort of hitch a ride on like big mich- bits of machinery and stuff like that that's okay. moving up and down. It's quite interesting level design wise it's not just rolling around shooting um and there's these walls of light things that are in the game now where if you like from dishonored oh where yeah if you walk into them you disintegrate so there's a, a sort of maze of them in this level where you can turn them on and lure nazis into them so it's it's two good gimmicks you know in that one level yeah um and it's just yeah it's just very silly so that was the first level i played so how do you kind of lure Nazis into them? They just see you. They come running. Yeah, and you hit they come them. running at you, and they don't understand how this tech works. So right. they don't. It's not like in Dishonored where they won't run into the room while a light. Yeah, the, the Nazis don't know this tech exists because one of your allies has made, designed it. Mm. Um, so it's quite cool, like sh- shutting off a bottleneck and turning one of those on and watching Nazis rushing towards you and then exploding in a, a sort oh, of nice. paste <laughs> Nazi paste. <laughs> Uh, second level jumps forward quite a bit in time and it's in America and obviously there's value story value in BJ the uh, ultimate patriot mm. seeing America you know under the Nazi jackboot yeah. so that'll be interesting story wise and give him a, a good even more dis- motivation to murder some Nazis um, he's a wanted man though there's massive wanted posters like skyscraper side pit size pictures of his big meaty face oh right and he's he's feared by the nazis he's 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 known as terror billy and everyone like wish you hear nazi soldiers whispering about oh what if terror billy comes here and that's you so i like that it's a sort of guerrilla warfare type thing yeah um you're in disguise for the first part of the level walking down this main street and you're free to explore and look around and there's some interesting like little conversations and bits of scene setting you can find like um, a Nazi officer like berating these two redneck Ku Klux Klan guys for not learning the German, you know, taking the German lesson seriously, and like just the it's the scene setting is really good. And in the distance, you can see like armies of uh, soldiers on parade, you know, um, as it's like a some sort of Nazi festival you've, you've infiltrated. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and this is in Roswell, New Mexico. Okay. Uh, the town, because you're trying to get to Area 52, which is an underground, <laughs> one of like many underground uh, facilities that the Nazis are using to develop super weapons. Right. Yeah. And you've got a nuclear bomb hidden in a fire in a fire extinguisher. Right. And you've got to basically take that down to Area 52 and blow it up. <clears throat> so the first bit of the level is that exploratory walkabout. Um, there's one of those Quentin Tarantino-inspired scenes, you know, the tense tension scenes that the first one Lots had. Lots of talking. Yeah, yeah. where a really um, expressive, eccentric Nazi character will get really close to your face and 
and you've, you'll be this close to getting caught and then you know that's that they're doing more of those scenes which are great because the characterization is fantastic mm. then the second part of the level is tr just really just feels like wolfenstein it's a big facility you can sneak around with a knife uh be a bit stealthy inevitably you'll mess the stealth up and you'll just get your two guns out and shoot everyone mm. and it's just like a quite a standard it's the least impressive bit for me it was just a sort of standard industrial wolfenstein level you know right. full of um patrolling guards and dogs and the occasional big beefy robot man um but it was you know it was it still had that great feeling combat um maybe it feels a little bit nicer i can't really say i can't i need to spend more time with it to find out why but it felt nicer to me the moment to moment shooting than the, the previous game well, they probably worked more on gun feel and stuff like yeah, that. yeah you know? they did say yeah and um there's a new engine as well. I think they've used the latest Ed Tech, so it looks nicer. It performs a lot better because the previous game was a bit ropey in some respects. You'd get texture popping and stuff like that, but this was really solid and looks beautiful. That's good. But <clears throat> my only worry there is, didn't Dishonored 2 run at Ed Tech? It did, yeah. And so did New Doom, which I had a few problems with on my PC. Yeah, New yeah. Doom was fine for me. Dishonored 2 really wasn't, but um, I played I played a PC demo and it ran really great. So okay. hopefully, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't know what cards the PC I, uh, the PCs I've played it on have. Probably pretty powerful, but yeah. Yeah. That's uh, all right. Interesting. Yeah. So it's it was a bit of a mixed demo, a bit of novelty wheelchair action, a bit of exploratory talky scene setting, and a bit of classic industrial, stealthy, sneaky, stabby Wolfenstein. It sounds like a, a, it's weird to think that Wolfenstein is a series yeah. that's now gone to. I mean, who'd have thought, like, when playing the original years and years ago, that one day BJ Blazkowicz would be breaking into Area 52 <laughs> yeah. in America. To plant a nuke. Yeah, yeah, inside a fire extinguisher. I like that they've really just run with that idea as far yeah. as they can take it. And Yeah, they've gone yeah. wild with their imagination. And the, the creative director who I interviewed, which you can read soon in the magazine, the full interview, was talking about it being them having total creative freedom mm. after the success of the first game. Bethesda are like, do what you want. And it really looks like it because there's just all kinds of mad characters and yeah. crazy set pieces and stuff. I think that that thematic uh, sort of Americana stuff will will have more of an impact than anything like that in the first game because the first game is, is still a relatively straightforward. Yeah. They're just the evil Nazis occupying this state thing. Like, yeah. It's not... There's obviously like there was some real good, really good characterization in there, but like um, yeah, that uh, that that definitely adds a little bit yeah, more, it's more to it. I think. Relatable because everyone knows that idyllic American imagery, and to see that perverted with swastikas and and Nazi crazy Nazi technology is pretty pretty cool. I think that's true. Yeah, it's a bit. It's very Fallouty. Okay, oh, yeah, it feels course, like yeah. a lot of Bethesda games have a lot of th thematic links and like the you know the walls of light things and yeah the fall chirpy fallout uh americana stuff and it feels like i guess they all learn from each other I yeah, don't, yeah. Uh, maybe yeah i don't know whether it's a concerted effort to share some similarity but um there's a few uh, one uh, change that's good is that you don't have to manually pick up health and ammo dropped by enemies and just walk over it that was something that really annoyed me in the first game oh yeah you oh, to yeah. press e to pick up everything now if they drop it you can just walk over it that's better that's a, that's better a little system. thing i remember that just it's going to be such a just a minor change that will make it so much more that will flow so much better. Mm, yeah, right, I'm going to try and get the old blood done before this comes out yeah. because I never never finished that yeah, one. Yeah, me either. Actually, I stuck. I got stuck at the two robot, big robot men at the start. You have to stealth. I just couldn't work out. You're doing <laughs> yeah. it. So I just had a tantrum and deleted off my hard drive. Well, yeah. I, I was stuck there for a bit. What you can do is you can sneak up on them and do the 
um, stealth kill and just take the big gun and shoot the other ones. Oh, really? You think you think that you can't get near him, but you can just go up behind him and do a stealth kill oh, and no. steal the gun. Well, I've embarrassed myself. Yeah, it makes it a lot. Well, I was having the same <laughs> problem that I saw someone doing that on YouTube, and I went, oh, that should have just done that. You got to think like BJ Blasco is what would he do? <laughs> he wouldn't timidly skirt around. He'd that he'd quit up there and, and uh, yeah. Yeah, wheel his chair, uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. hold onto some machinery and fly to the top of a <laughs> skyscraper. No, I'm looking forward to uh, to that a lot. That's uh, I'm glad that that's um, very, very close. I, I really like the way they just announced that and it's out four months later. That's yeah. a better way of doing it. All right, then. So um, apart from that, have you been playing anything else at the moment? Uh, only Tacoma, which, which I can't can talk, talk about. Uh, I've been reviewing that. Be a review of that on the site very soon, though, so uh, yeah. look out for that. Um, how about other stuff in your... Uh... A bit of Sniper Elite 4, which oh, yeah. I weirdly just felt the urge for a bit of stealth, and it's pretty well put together, decent stealth game. Hmm. It's a bit creaky and a bit... The character movement, when you crouch walk, it's infuriatingly slow. That's the only, that's the main thing that's annoying me about it, because you know when you crouch walk in Metal Gear 5, it's like pretty fast, and you can... Yeah. If there's a good sense of pace to it, whereas this is like it's really painfully slow sometimes but what? it's just a, a well-designed stealth game what i like about uh sniper elite is it, it picks it's one thing that it's good at and it just runs with it and then that's and every every entry you know it's it's about that yeah i hated the other ones actually couldn't get on with them at all but this one the level design and ai is way better and i think we give it a pretty good review score yeah i think so yeah yeah it's just it's, if you want a good like utility uh, what well, what not workman like stealth game? But yeah, like something that it's not like full of mind blowing imagination. It's it's just a solid bit of s- nice World War Two theme sneaking with a comically gruff protagonist. Okay, that's good. I've been playing a bit of Resi Seven recently, actually. I'm, I'm over halfway through it now, and I, I hadn't really touched it at all uh, since launch. Um, and uh, I, I am enjoying it. The atmosphere of the house is tremendous, mm. but I think the combat is terrible. And like that's a that's that's a, turning out to be a fairly sizable chunk of the game, mm. um, and it's weird. Like I could, I've got to the point now where I feel like I can do it, and I've, I've got used to the logic of it. It's very yeah. melee heavy, like you know, block this guy's. And there's attack. only three enemy types. So yeah, yeah. That, that was my biggest complaint in my review. I give it ninety something. I really loved it, mm. but I, the fact that it's three slightly different black blobs that you can fight was a, yeah. was the worst thing about it I thought yeah yeah and like I think the um, well I really like the sort of drama of the boss fights with the Baker family yeah they don't have the the, the same smarts behind them that, they are, that the Resi 4 boss design has where mm. there's a very clear logical reason why you as a player understand intuitively what's going on yeah they're not as good as fighting like El Gigante or yeah 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 uh, yeah yeah or even like I was playing Resi 5 recently and I, I thought that the um the liquors in that were a really interesting enemy mm. type, for example, and yeah, I just uh, it, it feels like every fight is a struggle, which I makes sense with the whole first person horror thing. But like, um, yeah, I just wish it was a bit better at that than it is. You get to a point, not right at the end, but near it, where you've got an abundance of guns and you can just shoot the hell out of everything without worrying about ammo. Okay, it gives you that reward at the end as a as a reward for hours of patient hmm. ammo conservation and sneaking. You just can just go wild and shotgun as many black blobs as you want oh, so that sounds good that's quite cathartic it is a beautiful looking house like the mm. amount of props they built for it and like the the kind of color filters they use yeah, it's and... really gr- gruesome as well like genuinely mm. horrible you can almost smell it when you open the fridge and stuff and it's yeah full the... of like 
un- unidentifiable meat and yeah yeah or like the insects around and stuff yeah. like that like it's yeah it's very, very well optimized there. on pc as well runs mm. great yeah yeah it's nice really really i i do like it i think it's um it was definitely the right move for the series but mm. um yeah there's things they can do in the next one to really and to to improve the combat, different enemy types, and not being afraid to have a few more open areas than they do. Like, uh, mm. I don't think that would hurt necessarily. Like, um, but I do really like the the way the house fits together. That's very yeah. old, old resi. Yeah, it's a lot more like the first one than I think people people thought. I think they're, they're supposed to be doing a DLC, like supposed to be out last summer. So it's the Chris Redfield. Yeah, DLC. Chris Redfield DLC. Like, I'm really looking forward to more story, but the momentum's sort of gone a bit. Like. Hmm. I was really up for more of it, but now I think enough time's passed that I'm like... Eh. Yeah, so it came out, what, January? Yeah. Yeah, it feels that feels like a lifetime ago now. Yeah, it? it does, yeah. yeah. I thought it was last summer it came out. That makes no sense. Wow, yeah, yeah. It was January, yeah, so it's... Mm. I don't know what's going on with that. I think they said they were going to give it away for free, and they still yeah. are, but they said they wanted to give something more substantial away, so they're taking more time to work on it. Yeah, that's fair enough. If it's better for that, I'm... I'm find a way but uh, i just feel i've lost a bit of the passion for that it. makes sense i can't even see how chris redfield would fit into what i've played so far but i'm, yeah. I'm sure the game has an explanation for that yeah but uh i'll I, say no more i don't consider yeah i don't consider his presence to be a huge spoiler like you yeah know, I, I assume they do something like that but uh yeah cool it's game. quite a cool twist at the end that links okay. into the series mythology I'll, I'll let you discover that for mm, yourself interesting it's, it's quite it sort of shakes up a bit yeah, yeah. okay well uh, i've been playing that and i've also been playing the sexy brutal have you played that no I think you'd like that a lot. It's um, it, when I was having a conversation about this last week, someone described it as like reverse Hitman, where you're you know that you're set in this house where there's this masked ball going on, and it um the, the whole day uh, it runs on like a twelve hour throughout a twelve hour day, and you have to save each of the guests in the house who are being killed by the staff who work in the house. Yeah, and they're killed in all these in, in these quite novel and dramatic ways. And um, you basically have to uh, walk around the house looking through doors, listening to conversations and trying to work out the sequence of events and what you can change in that sequence of events to stop the person from being killed. That sounds brilliant. It's really good. That's not what I thought it was at all. In my head, I thought it was a side-scrolling indie (laughs) platform platform thing. I don't know why I thought that. They've quite an artsy name, but I think it backfires slightly where it tells you nothing about the game is. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Uh, So... Yeah, it really, um, and it's to- it's all in these. Uh, the, the house is the is it's all these kind of isometric rooms with this slightly Final Fantasy seven ish color palette, um, and then these slightly kind of like cartoony Bioshocky masks that all the guests wear. And like to give an example of like how you stop one murder, I'll give the tutorial example. Um, there is this guy uh, who at four o'clock will shoot this guest uh, with this gun that he'll he'll like grab from a wall yeah. it's just kind of like there like an antique grabs it it checks if it's loaded it's still loaded he goes and he shoots this guy so I learned that by looking through a, uh, like through the the keyhole and seeing the guy pick up this gun yeah. and then I looked through like another keyhole and I saw the guy who gets killed going into a safe where he pulls out just something or other some information or something and while he opens the safe a blank bullet falls out uh. and you uh, you can rewind time um, do it each day as many times as you like so I rewound time, waited till he dropped the bullet, grabbed the bullet, went to the gun, switched uh, the bullets for the blank while the, before the guy had come to yeah. collect the gun. And then when he went to shoot the guy, he no longer killed him. And then the the victim picked up a like a candlestick, threw it at the guy's head, yeah. and then that that saved him. And it's like it's about eight of those, and oh, all, yeah. all in this big house, uh, this gorgeous Is it 3D? house. 3D. Yeah, yeah, it's 3D with oh. kind of like slightly pre-rendered ish uh, environments, but. 
Um, what's interesting is each time you save a guest, they give you a, their mask, and each mask gives you a different ability. So um, one gives you like amazing hearing, so you can hear people like um, whispering like codes to save and things like that. Uh, one lets you see ghosts, and you suddenly realise that this house you've been exploring has loads of other NPCs in it that you yeah. now see because you can see the ghosts of the people that live there. And like, it's it's really good. And like, the house is this one consistent environment where you always see people going about their day yeah. in the same order, having the same conversations. And so you see characters going about doing their other their thing, and then only later will you realise what's actually how it all fits together. Uh, it's amazing. Sounds it's, great. I might play that tonight. Yeah, really good. Yeah, mm. um, I was uh, shocked by how much I liked it. Uh, uh, yeah, like some of the ways that the guests die are incredibly like dramatic and moving mm. as well, and like the little bits of dialogue that you hear from listening on, you know, on conversations, really well written. Uh, yeah, fantastic. Honestly. Who's it by? Do you know? It um, it's by some former Lionhead devs. Oh. Um, I don't remember the name, and um, I think it it was also worked on by um, the devs of uh, Rhyme. Um, oh yeah, I can't. I can't remember what they're called, but like, um, yeah, they they collaborated on it, I assume. But that's it, honestly fantastic. Like, mm. really, well, I think we gave it a high score, like mid eighties. Chris Livingston yeah. did, but um, yeah, I only just got around to playing it. And that's that's a great game. But yeah, mm. so the, the kind of the, the idea of like you know you change one thing and see what happens, how that uh, like that's each solution is completely different. Mm. So um, figuring that out is incredibly satisfying. I think you'd like it. Yeah, I'm gonna play that. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Um, well, so I started playing Night in the Woods. I'm only mm. a bit into that. I started w- wishing that someone would make a British version of it, where it's like you <laughs> it's go. It's very American. Yeah. It's very American. I kind of wish that you could go back home and like you go in the weather spoons and all the people <laughs> you went to school with are there drinking ruddles or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of you could transplant that story pretty easily in any culture, couldn't you? Yeah, yeah. I, it's quite. Uh, it's I, I like it. I think it's it's warm and um, yeah. It, it, it took me a while to get over the initial sort of novelty you get of, oh, these animals are talking like people, and it's it's yeah. a bit quaint in a sort of indie way. I weirdly never really stopped to think that they were animals; just sort of accepted it. Right. Yeah. And it's bizarre anyway that May is a cat, but there's a an actual normal looking cat sitting in one of the levels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that just raises questions that just needn't be answered. <laughs> I th- yeah, it's true. <laughs> I think it only really hit me when I was. When it was the um, the emo bear guy that you mm. meet, hipster bear, he uh, he kind of like he starts playing uh, bass or or guitar or something, and it just took me. A, I was like, oh, that's that's a bear, and, <laughs> and he's wearing clothes. Um, <laughs> that's Angus, isn't it? He's more Angus, of a sort yeah. of nerd, isn't he? I guess so. Yeah, he's yeah, a yeah he's a computer, computer nerd. Guy. Yeah. yeah, he's fixing my PC. Weirdly, it reminds me of South Park, the Stick of Truth. Yeah, that's yeah. that side-scrolling, semi-open world-ish feel. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it's beautiful animation and. Art and the writing's really quite uh, not overly earnest. It's quite yeah, nice. it's got a good balance between funny and earnest. I thought. Yeah, I think so too. I could see why it's become its own this kind of like little cult hit. You yeah, know? it's got a massive uh, cult following. Yeah, mm. uh, the characters tons of great fan art and stuff. Like people really resonated with people. You know, the, which I think is a product of that quite likable, natural dialogue. Yeah, I think it's sort of having this, a similar impact that like Undertale was a few years yeah. ago. Similar, you know, people who I know like that, like this too. So, mm. yeah, yeah, that was basically what I did with my week off is try and uh, mainline all the it's, games. It's worth finishing Night in the Woods. It goes a bit mad towards the end. Okay, be interested to what you think of that. It's, hmm. It loses a bit of its folksiness and becomes more of a mystery plot, which okay. didn't fully work for me. But yeah, see what you think. All right, 
Okay, yeah, yeah I will. Uh, I will stick with it. Um, it's actually a fairly quiet time for releases at the moment. Like we're gonna, we're about to get busier with Tacoma. Mm. Pyre's come out this week, and um, yeah. it's apparently a bit of a mixed affair yeah. according to Wes's review. Yeah, um, I, I never, I, I never loved Transistor or Bastion. I thought they were beautiful and uh, nicely made, but I never absolutely went crazy for them. I played like nine hours of Bastion on Vita. Yeah. And it was quite fun to knock through on a train or whatever, but it, I never fully fell in love with it. Yeah, I know what you mean. Like, I, I, I it was always more about the worlds, the way the the worlds look. Mm. Um, but it was just sort of quite a repetitive roguelike type thing. Not mm. roguelike in the sense that you had permadeath or anything, but that sort of top-down battering through enemies thing. Yeah. Got a bit old, despite the story, but... The Transistor looked incredible as well. Yeah. Like that futurist, that mm. metropolis they built, really cool. Yeah. But, like... Um, yeah, and this has that too. Like, uh, you know, they, they they definitely feel of a piece, but it has that kind of like sports element for the combat yeah. that, that apparently doesn't work entirely well. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, uh, apart from that, that we got Hellblade uh, coming up from mm. uh, Team Ninja, so that's cool. And then XCOM Two: War of the Chosen. But other than that, it's gonna be a fairly quiet yeah. month or so. When we get to autumn, we'll start seeing. Uh, stuff like Shadow of War, Assassin's Creed Origins. Is that yeah. sort of early autumn? Or? Uh, it's like October, I think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, cool. Uh, I'll uh, move on to a couple of questions then, Andy. Just two this week because I forgot to put the call out on Twitter until the last minute. <laughs> uh, so that's my fault. Um, and also, Phil's not here, so I don't have access to the letters uh, email. Uh, but keep your, uh, your questions coming through. That's uh, letters at pcgamer.com or you can tweet us at pcgamerpod. These are from our Discord channel. Uh, which you can join by uh, being a member of the PC Gamer Club, which you can find out more about on our website. Uh, okay, question for Pod. Uh, this is from Knighthood. Are there any games you regret not putting more time into? Ones you may have been really good at, if you tried, uh, where they were overtaken by another game you started playing, or just put down due to being busy? I never really play games to get good at them, so I never really experienced that. Mm. Um, I've, I've, I've abandoned plenty of games because some new to come along. I do that quite a lot. But yeah, I never... I never really regret like not mastering a game. I don't think I ever master a game. I don't. That's not why I play them. I play them just for that the the sort of fleeting experience of first playing it. I never want to like go back and and yeah. drill down and become super good at something. So that's how I feel too. Like mm. um, I uh, Skyrim is an example of a game that I never finished and I abandoned before. I probably played about half the side quests. So I definitely never saw all of it. But I I made sure I saw all of the world. Mm. I went for just went for a long trek and saw everything, because like you, Andy, I kind of feel like I just I want to feel like I've seen all the best bits, mm. and then that's what finishing yeah. a game is for me. You know, it's like Metal Gear Five. Like I finished that, but I'm not going to go back and do all those super tough bonus missions and all that. It's like, yeah, that's, yeah, I'm not I'm not there to rinse a game and and do everything in it. Um, I, f- I finished Mad Max recently after 35 hours, and there's a few quite a lot of missions I didn't do like side missions I'm never going to do them like I had that 35 hour ride it was great I moved, I've moved on I've seen the ending 35 hours is not bad for that game do you, yeah. do you, were you happy with the amount of time you put into that like uh, yeah if, if, yeah I didn't get bored towards the end which usually happens in open world games well, how, does usually, it kind of, how does it keep you interested then Mad Max to have, I think like, it was the, the yeah the outside of the territory capturing system which is quite compelling there's just a, uh, the story just has some interesting moments where there's quite a, a few big dramatic scenes towards the end that kept me pushing through to mm. see to uh, have them resolved 
do the um, bits of, do any bits of the world really feel that different in the game like do they change the color of the sand and like this yeah there's there's three three regions there's the great white the dead barons and the dunes and they're all pretty distinct mm. the great white is like an old uh, seabed um okay uh, which used to be an ocean is now a you know weird deserty landscape with volcanoes and and old rusting ships and stuff dead barons is more of a traditional wasteland with like remnants of cities and stuff like that and then yeah. the dunes is like a kind of dune sea tatooine style thing with um big expansive rolling dunes with like little bits of uh remains of humanity sort of poking out of the sand kind of mm. thing it's quite it's quite haunting and weird out there that's cool. it's really dangerous so you don't go there that often um so yeah and it's and there's a bit called the dump as well which is just an enormous garbage dump which mm. is where the last area in the game so there's like and that's the sky's all dark because it's like it's polluted and stuff and okay. yeah it's pretty varied surprisingly varied anyone listening who has that game in the library and has yet to play it you should start it it's brilliant yeah i, I had been meaning to ask you about it actually mm. so like um did you really get into the car customization side yeah that's well? that i really loved that that really kept me going just wanted to buy better bits for my car and make it look cooler um mm. that was a good loop um and i just really love mad max in general so i thought it was the it captures the feel of Mad Max, and the, as well as Alien Isolation, captures the feel of Alien. You know, it's oh, snap. it's made by people who understand the film on a more than just a visual level. Like yeah, they capture the sort of mythical element of Max as a character, and the, yeah, the sort of sense that your car is your your world, your home, and you've got to like you know it's that sense of ownership over your car is like he would have felt for his famous you know his. The, the black on black which you actually unlock it when you finish the game you unlock the classic Mad Max car which is really fun to drive around oh in. good because you were you were, you uh, mentioned on Twitter that you didn't have that and you were yeah because the car you build is never looks as good as the the old mm. uh, V8 interceptor so when I finally got that and took that for a drive as a Mad Max fan that was pretty it's pretty special it looks exactly like it like I've totally nailed the look of it and you unlock his uh, classic outfit as well so that's a good reward to for powering through the story, you can go for a little drive in the in the proper gear in the right car for like ten minutes and then never play it again. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. It's a great game. I I would have scored it higher than we scored it. I think I think we gave it high seventies. I'd say it's like a mid eighties game to me. I'd give it like eighty five or something. I think it's wow. one of the best open world games on PC. It's funny because I remember that it came out and it was a complete non-event. Mm. Like um, I think they came out. It was with... released in the same day as Metal Gear Five, which is just <laughs> that's stupid. madness. Really stupid. Yeah, I remember that being a particularly like quiet summer for games as well. Like, why couldn't they have released it like a month before? And even at the time, I just was like, I'm not playing that. Metal Gear's out. That's all I want to play. And so I'm glad I went back to it. Mm, yeah, I, I was I missed out. Yeah, I think this is not going to be a necessarily like a banner year for like big good blockbusters either. So something like that is uh, yeah probably a yeah a decent one to go back to. Mm. Mm, interesting. I um yeah I uh, especially as like the the stuff you unlocked at the end there is the sort of thing they'd normally sell as DLC. Like yeah, it's like, good that that was just didn't there. Yeah. Yeah, like if you wanted to drive Michael Keaton's Batmobile in Arkham Knight, it was, <laughs> yeah. you have to pay for the privilege. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Cool. Uh, I'd say in answer to that question, uh, Nighthood, there's a few question, a few games that I've um, not done that I wish I had. Like Life is Strange, I've still not done more than episode one, which is mm. not great. But I, I do intend on going back to that. Yeah, it's worth sticking with. I bumped it off it two or three times mm. at episode one, and I stuck with it. And by the end, I was devastated that it was over. I was, yes. I was so involved in the story. I was like, I just want I want this to continue for another six episodes. How do you feel about the prequel, Andy? Yeah, no interest in it at all. Cause mm. it, it, I feel like that I want to move on from 
it's sort of exploring a side story from the main game and uh, revisiting an old character. I sort of want to move on and yeah. into the future of that character of those characters instead of delving into the past. And also, the voice actor is different for the main character, which is she's pretty good though. Yeah, I mean yeah. she'll do a good job, but it just that puts me off a little bit as well. But yeah, yeah, I just I, and there's no there's no supernatural element to it. Like I like the time timey-wimey powers like yeah. taking that out it's gonna be weird it's just gonna be all teen melodrama and no supernatural magic stuff so andy you said timey-wimey is that, <laughs> is that a suggestion you've been watching a bit of doctor <laughs> who on the old netflix i actually uh... hate doctor who but <laughs> despise it but that's a good term i think for yeah that from from like one of the three good episodes of doctor <laughs> who there are. uh yeah no i like that too um, no, yeah, I am. Um, do you? I think we might have talked about this before, but you want the new season of Life is Strange, the proper season two. Do you want that to focus on the same characters? Or yeah, you, I want to yeah. see like Max grown up and yeah, and see how because we saw the time powers in the context of a uh, nervous teen girl. Yeah, I want to see those time powers transplanted into a young adult okay. or even an adult. You know, I want to see how. Because she used those her powers to deal with very teenage problems, apart from saving the town from a you know some yeah. sort of um, hurricane or something that you see at the start of the first episode. But I want to see her use those powers in an adult context. Yeah. Oh, I ordered the chicken ramen instead of the short rib ramen from <laughs> yeah. Wagamama's. Rewind. Yeah, like yeah, <laughs> I think that'd be great. But I, yeah, I think. They're obviously going backwards. It's different developers as well, isn't it? It's not the main team. So. Yeah, the weird thing is, it's the developers of... Do you remember Pain on PS3? <laughs> yeah. Like, it's that. It's that. Yeah. those developers. They've rebranded yeah. themselves. I don't really have any desire to go back. I probably won't play it, to be honest. The nah, people, fair enough. Unless I have to review it, obviously. No, you don't. Oh, we've already talked about that, so don't worry <laughs> yeah. about it. <laughs> have to review. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, and the other thing is, I've mentioned this before, but Evil Within, I um, I've, I wish I'd put more time into getting good mm. at that. Uh I did that chainsaw guy chases you around the village bit, and then I never played it again. Yeah. Um, but I'm told that if you keep going, it's really rewarding. Joe Donnelly on PCG is playing at the moment, and says yeah. it's uh, yeah, vouchers. I'll never get past that bit. <sighs> the problem is, it takes up so much space in your hard drive as well. Even within yeah. with all the DLC, it's about seventy gig or something. Yeah. And so yeah, you've really got to mean it if you uh, download it. I'll just play two when that comes out. All right, fair enough. Uh, okay, so uh, one more question then, Sam. You've been playing FF12 uh, on PS4 and enjoying the time speed up utility. I tweeted about that. That's why this guy knows that. Uh, what games would you play slash replay if you could speed up the game or skip the rubbish bits? That's from Avocad on Discord. Thank you. Um, I'd like a time speed up thing for every Final Fantasy, basically. Yeah, um, I agree with that. Yeah. You know, for uh, Final Fantasy VII, I'd replay that uh, in, a, in a flash if I could just quickly get through the those you know mm. random battles i still want to do the battles i just want to be a lot faster do you know the ps4 version lets you do that yeah and oh it, does it oh the yeah. ps4 one and it gives you infinite limit breaks if you want and you can have your health up on full so you don't have to do any grinding if you don't want to uh, see now i wouldn't do that, That's no, I wouldn't do that yeah grinding's part of the experience but i just want to speed it up a bit but yeah yeah and so yeah there's a lot of you know i always think like strategy games could always be faster Hmm. Like the time fast forward thing on seven stuff like as the Civ have time fast forward like city skylines or something, like, uh, something yeah. like that i just want it to be even faster i want to like you know you're like base or unit building in games like yeah some sort of stuff thing. like that yeah but yeah it's it's truly amazing in final fantasy 12 because that's quite a slow paced game it suits it really well because you basically program you're basically programming everything your characters do with this gambit system so mm. you you say what you 
you hit let's say your your top gambit is attack and you then you pick there's a condition foe nearest visible yeah and then you can that's just one then you can do it for everything so you can do foe weakness fire cast fire on this on this enemy and then line them all up according to how you want your characters to behave so you can have them all healing each other casting protect spells and sort of um rudimentary ai programming yeah exactly yeah Yeah. um similar to what's in dragon age origins actually yeah um but um yeah this uh it's in the ps4 version you can hit four times speed which basically changes it from a very slow paced rpg uh too slow i think um to one where suddenly an hour-long dungeon becomes a 15 minute dungeon and that is incredibly compelling it's so addictive you just hit l1 you can have it at two times the speed or four times the speed, and you just rush, kill, rush, kill, rush, kill. Like, and and then you, if you need to slow down and properly tactically plan on the fly because you're fighting a tougher enemy, you can. You can just hit L one yeah. and you go back to it. So, um, I think Final Fantasy ten on P- and nine on PC have similar features as well, um, and I agree it fits them best of all. I hope that comes to PC that uh, the Zodiac Age. Yeah, I uh, think it will. Then the developer that did the port also did some other PC. Ports in oh, is the that past. true? Yeah, apparently someone said on Twitter, so it okay. seems very likely. I think so, especially the fact that they brought ten as soon as they ported ten to PS4, they brought it over to PC a few months yeah. later. So I, I, yeah, I think it will happen, and uh, that'll be the first time that's been on PC, and it will get a good mm. reception. It's a really good game, and it looks beautiful as well, considering it was made for the PS2. Mm. So that's kind of exciting. Um, anything else, Andy, that you'd rather have? That you'd, you'd rather play in quick motion? Yeah, no, not really. Just mostly, yeah, any games with long turn based battles, and yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I grind. I, yeah, like I can't really think of many more examples. Like you wouldn't really want to play an FPS at twice the speed. Sun Hill or... Two at ten times the speed. <laughs> <laughs> I did think about that for like the backtracking through the town zone. Like, yeah. I thought oh, I could just stick this on and run back to the Wood Creek apartments, whatever they're called, Blue <laughs> yeah. Creek. Blue Creek, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yes. Uh, okay, cool. Those are all of our questions for a very short podcast. How long has it been running, Andy? Not long. No. No. Okay. There's only two of us though, so that's less chat. It is less chat, but like you know, higher value chats, yeah. but less chat. Um, we'll be back next week with probably more people when Phil's back from his holiday. Uh, we we'll might even do the top 100 uh, podcast because the issue with our annual top 100 in is out this Thursday in the UK. Um, you can download that onto your iPad or. Uh, your Android device on via digital places stores. I'm really struggling with this one. <laughs> <laughs> or you can buy a newsstands as well. It comes with a uh, Blizzard uh, supplement, very nice uh, feeling package. It has XCOM uh, 2 War of the Chosen on the cover, which Andy wrote the cover feature for. Uh, so yes, we'll be back uh, very soon. Like I say, you can um, send us your questions to uh, letters at pcgamer.com uh, Mark your, uh, the, your question podcast in the subject header. You can tweet us at pcgamerpod or you can give us questions on our Discord channel. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, We'll be back very soon.